0: There's always a reason for everything that happens to us. Or, there are no coincidences. Are these Christian ideas? Please address whether God deliberately brings suffering on us, or just allows it to happen. I've heard the same thing, that God is in the business of teaching us lessons. That kind of lessons learned, I've heard, are generally limited to cliches like, don't be in such a rush, or eat more vegetables, or my favorite, God helps those who help themselves. I've not heard lessons like, I should repent, or I should pray more, or I will give away my riches to the poor. These latter statements really are lessons that have been learned by the saints of the past, especially those who were given terrifying visions of the afterlife. Smelling the roses is nice, and we should enjoy good things and be thankful. That statement usually doesn't carry the aroma of thanksgiving, does it? It really denotes what the moderns call, with incredible self-incrimination, me-time. There's no such thing as lessons from God that have anything to do with self-esteem. There are no meaningless coincidences. In fact, this cliché does not go far enough. Life is completely, infinitely meaningful, as every microscopic or macroscopic event is called into being by the Father, articulated by the Son, and fulfilled by the Spirit. In Christ, St. Paul says, All things hold together. Colossians 1.17 Solomon writing before the revelation of Christ, says this, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. But who are we to say just what is being done by God, in his incomprehensible manner, in this moment or that? And who are we to say that God is inflicting evil upon the lives of guilty men and innocent children? God does not inflict evil, and it does not seem right to say that he permits evil to occur. He's given humanity freedom to love or to reject love, And now he has veiled the mystery of the course of time to those caught in its stream, so we cannot predict its particular course, and we cannot blame its destructive coincidences on the headwaters or the sea. We can, however, blame the good coincidences on the one who speaks to the wind and the wave and says, Peace be still. For as St. James said once, Every good and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. James one seventeen. Father, the church says, judge not. So who are we to judge someone who chooses suicide? Church only says that suicide is sin. It also says that those who commit sins, like suicide, are wrong in doing so. Is it judging to say that a decision is wrong and that a contemplated action is sin? Certainly not. All of society, especially including those who oppose the church, is quite practiced in identifying choices in their rightness or wrongness. It is interesting that the people who complain about the perceived judgmentalism of the church are usually the ones who are quickest to protest injustice or unfairness. In fact, the very act of complaining that the church is judging someone is itself an act of judging. The judgmentalism condemned by the Lord himself is the act of taking a position that only God can have. God's love is the source of goodness and the revelation of God is the only source of truth. No man can assume the right of determining the relative worth of anyone, for that is what the sin of judgmentalism is. It is more like bigotry and condescension. But no man is excused from the burden of finding out, from the church, whether a decision is right or wrong, whether it coheres with God's will, and whether or not it is a sin. If God reveals, in scripture and in tradition of the church, that man is to die only at God's bidding, then any artificial hastening of that moment is wrong. To call a decision contrary to God's will a sin is not only acceptable, it is a responsibility. There are many people today who want to redefine suicide as a right or as an acceptable alternative in ending of life planning. This is a redefinition that does not at all change the moral reality of the act. It only changes the terminology from a word that is patently offensive to a word that is palatable in contemporary jargon. So are we wrong if we judge someone who chooses suicide? Yes, if we truly are guilty of judging another human being, which we are forbidden to do. But are we wrong if we say that suicide is wrong? Are we wrong if we say that a person who committed suicide sinned? No, we're not wrong in saying this. In fact, we'd be wrong if we failed to do so.